welcome back to Two Pills in a Pod. My name is Candice. And my name is Jessica. And we're back for another episode today. Um, so today we're going to have one of our friends come on the podcast and share her experience. Elizabeth is one of our friends who is super talented. She's a great pianist. She plays guitar. She sings. She takes beautiful photographs and just all in all a top-notch human being. She graduated with a degree in finance from QUB in 2015 and since then has moved back to Indonesia to work in her family business. She decided to take the plunge and pursue a career in photography last year, specifically pre-wedding photography. She's here with us today to tell us the inspiring journey she's on and hopefully inspire our listeners to turn your passion into a career. Hi Elizabeth. Before we start, do you want to tell us more about yourself? My name is Elizabeth. I am a friend of Candice of Jessica. We met in university in 2012 and I graduated with a degree in finance in 2015 and I flew back home and joined my family business afterwards. So you were working as an accountant in your family's business. What was that like? It was nothing short of stressfully wonderful because I'm not really into numbers, but then I have to do it every single day. Um, again, I have met a lot of amazing people in the past few years and learned about how businesses work in this side of the world. So, yep, although not everything works, but just take it as a learning curve. Mm. Mm-hmm. When did you realize that you love photography and what about it that you love? I mean, I always knew that I am an artsy and musical kind of person. So naturally, photography comes as a passion for me. Mm-hmm. And when I was like in primary six, that was the first time I had my phone. It was Nokia with the VGA camera and I was just always snapping random stuff. So I think it, I picked it up from there. Photographs are great storytelling tools. And I just love how like some pictures remind you of what it f- exactly felt like in that moment. And it's something that you cannot reproduce. Like it's unique on its own. You know, it's like a warm blanket, nostalgic feeling that it brings. Sometimes it also shows the things that truly matter, you know. <laughs> It's a great storytelling tool. Well, they say pictures says a thousand words. Exactly. Yeah. So I remember you took a series of photographs for Candice as well. And um, was it that time when you guys went on holiday? <laughs> yeah. Or something? Yeah. Well, as usual. Yep, as usual. <laughs> for the shoot everywhere we go. Um, yeah, so um, what, what was the moment that made you decide to pursue photograph um, seriously? seriously because well. before that you were just like randomly and um, mm-hmm. just like part of your life and now you're just doing it as part of your career so um when did you decide to do that well it's because before covid my work requires a lot of traveling so i i'm barely at home and i had to meet my partners and clients in singapore malaysia or jakarta or China or like in Southeast Asia so I I was never home and you know I was always traveling and since the COVID hit I couldn't go anywhere and it was such a big thing for me because I was bored you know I couldn't meet 
new people. So I was bored. And then a good, good friend of mine named Donna, she knew about how much I love photography and she pushed me and encouraged me to work, uh, like to take this seriously. So she introduced me to someone, like the key person in the studio that I'm working for now. And yep, the rest is history. So do you get paid like a base salary every month or is it depends on like how many clients you take? Oh, it's per project. So I'm freelancing there because I'm also working for my family business still. Oh, so you're still in your family business? Yep. I don't do it full time because... No, you cannot quit family business. If you quit the business, <laughs> you're in it you for quit, life. You quit the family. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bound for life. <laughs> Was it scary when you decided to like take this hobby seriously and start to make money from it? Like, how did you feel? Well, I wouldn't say that it's scary because I enjoy connecting with people. I love networking and. Just seeing this as an opportunity for me to build network, you know, because who knows what the future holds. You can be friends with your clients and... How do you manage the time and how do you... Because you're doing both jobs and how mm-hmm. do you manage the time in terms of working? How do I manage my time? <laughs> I don't get sleep. Really? <laughs> well, the thing is, I <laughs> often have photo shoots like in the weekend. So when I'm not shooting... I am working in the office, so there's not much off days for me. So yeah, it gets a little physically tiring after a while. So your parents must be quite understanding then. Like, are they supportive of your journey? My mom is supportive. My dad is not always because he he would prefer me to be in the office and helping him out. <laughs> do you think you would turn it to a full time job? Yeah, I wish. I wish. I do. Want I to. don't want to move to Bali and hopefully make this as a full-time job, you know, living the slow life, moving wow. to the land of creatives and just make it a full-time job. <laughs> How does your client like choose you? Like, do you have like a portfolio or is it based on assignments? Like, Does, the, does your studio assign you to your clients or how does that mm, work? Currently, the studio has five main photographers, including me. And whenever a client comes in and asks who's available and who's not, they would show them a slideshow, like consisting of our portfolios, and then the the client would just pick and go from there. So it's commission based then, like you don't get a base salary. So if you don't mm-hmm. take photos, you don't yeah, get yeah. paid pretty much. Well, before COVID, they hire full time photographers, but then since COVID. You know, a lot of things change. So mm-hmm. yeah, they decided that okay. it's the best to hire freelance photographers. Mm. Right. So do you get to pick customers then? Which one do you want to do? Which one you don't want to do? Like, uh... no, they're they're ugly. I don't want to photograph them. <laughs> they would just ruin my portfolio. <laughs> oh, they're a good-looking couple. I can take well, that. <laughs> yeah, and it's easier. No, unfortunately, I'm not on that level yet. <laughs> You can't really do that. Yeah, I cannot pick my clients yet. When I first got into this job seriously, my boyfriend told me that you know what, all the people that you photographed in the past, they're they're like pretty good looking. You'll see the struggle and you'll bump into the struggle of people who are not like genetically 
blessed. Is that so? I mean, like, I've always believed that beauty comes from within. You can't deny that, you know, the aesthetic, visual. Well, that's where the makeup artist needs to do their job. Do their magic. Do the job well. <laughs> Everything counts. Everything counts. All the details. So the real magic is in the makeup artist and not in the photographer? <laughs> <laughs> Take us through, like, a standard photo shoot from start to finish how does that usually happen and how does that usually go so the process is pretty long um the first thing that we have to do is meet the clients you know and get go for a meeting mm -hmm. and go get to know them get to know what they like what they don't like and get a general idea of like what couple am i going to photograph because i have photographed about 40 to 50 couples mm -hmm. um, and every single one is unique and different. And some couples, you can tell that they're really in love and they're comfortable with just showing it. And some are more reserved. And that's why you need to pick the concepts that are suitable for the client. And that's the first thing that we have to do. Build the chemistry, build the trust, build the connection. You need to make them feel safe. Mm. And also get to know what they expect like when we deliver the photos it's aligned you know it's according to their expectation pinterest is my best friend um i've saved a lot mm -hmm. of direction mood boards in instagram and create the mood boards for the shoot check the location if it's available and mm -hmm. the editing part you know so it's the whole process from the start to the end like gotta have a vision of what you want to create I am not sure about how photography works in the UK, but in here, people, like most of the brides, they want to be like Barbie doll. So do you need to Photoshop their face as well? Yep, yes. <gasps> really? That's the thing in here. I'm not sure elsewhere, but here, well, most of the time people don't want to look like themselves. <laughs> when I was in the UK, people don't really comment on this stuff. It's just raw moments and real and natural. And here, everything is pretty staged, so it's pretty different than what I'm used to. Have you ever had, like, a shoot or a session where you feel like, oh my god, this is not working out? Like, whether the couple is too awkward or is the whole concept is just not working out for them? Well, my past three clients were pretty difficult. <laughs> Wouldn't call it a disaster, but it's just challenging. The sessions were, like, it was pretty draining for me. They wouldn't give me a smile. So I was like, I was I was pretty stressed out that time because I tried to encourage them like, you know, this is like your pre-wedding photography. Like, I want you to be happy and all that. But it doesn't always... But some people are awkward in front of camera, isn't it? So some people are yep, shy that's or the challenge. awkward in front of camera. It was just because mm. I was used to having things my way. But then <laughs> this is where the challenge mm -hmm. comes. Maybe mm -hmm. they were really shy. How do you deal with that then? I don't want it to be staged because every couple has their characteristics. So I don't want to be forcing them to be something that they're not. And if they're like quiet and reserved, mm -hmm. so be so be it. Because again, mm -hmm. in this side of the world, everything is pretty staged where I work. Mm. Yeah. To the little details. Yeah. For the photo shoot, yeah. Quite hard to capture like the emotion 
the raw moments, you know. Yeah, sometimes they, they would be really shy, like they wouldn't talk to each other. Sometimes I felt like mm. I, I can get so frustrated. <laughs> yeah. That sounds quite bad. Yeah. I was like, oh man, it's challenging. It's a tough it's... job, it's very challenging. Sometimes you, you stumble upon someone who's like really good looking and then she wouldn't move, like she wouldn't, she wouldn't do the things that you ask her to do. <laughs> But again, clients are not models, so it's understandable. But sometimes it's sad because like after the shoot, I would review the photos and I would be like, the lighting is good, everything was perfect. It's just I wish that they were more genuine. Did you go for like a training or like a crash course on photography or did you just wing it at the job? Like how did you process, how did you progress from like photographer to a professional photographer? Thanks to you, I had a lot of experiences. <laughs> Back in the day, you know, we traveled a lot and we took a lot of photos. Yeah, with Candice. Yeah, thank you, thank mm-hmm. you, thank you. <laughs> I had the chance to photograph Candice a lot in the past because <laughs> we traveled a lot together. <laughs> you know, I had to work the angle. That was kind of the start. Yeah, but I did a photography course back. I was in high school when I received my first DSLR. Mm-hmm. And I joined photography class. Yeah, and I got a training for two months. So they trained mm-hmm. me. Um, and I had to follow mm-hmm. the senior photographer wherever they go, you know, and learn about how they build the vibe, build the mood, and mm-hmm. to communicate with the clients, you know, how to how to direct the clients and all that. Like, technical stuff, I wouldn't say that I'm, like, an expert in it. Not so difficult, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I guess like if you have an eye for it, then everything else should come pretty natural. I feel like photography is so talent yeah. based. Like you just you just need to have an eye for it. You can go for a training all you want, but if you don't have an eye for good photos, you still can't produce good photos. The feedbacks that I've received were that I am not like too technical when it comes to photography, but I was more of like a the vibe, the chemistry. The taste, you know, you gotta have a taste. Mm-hmm. Just like what Candy says, like having an eye for it. Well, you clearly have a taste for it because Ow. your portfolio is really nice. We'll add your Instagram for your photography on the Thank show notes you. so you guys can check it out. Definitely check out Elizabeth. And if you're in Indonesia and if you're looking for a pre-writing photographer, which obviously is such a big thing back home, hit Hire her up. me. Yeah. <laughs> and give us commission. Give us commission. Yes, yes. <laughs> if you want to hire Elizabeth for her service, just quote Candice and Jessica and she will sort you out. <laughs> Um, so what was the like easiest and most challenging part of this job? Well, like- the easiest part is of course when I receive my paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> how to spend yeah, it is how the easiest. To- yeah, so blunt. Get to the point. That's the easiest part, hands down. Well, I don't know what's easy because like every single shoot, there's always a new challenge. Yeah. I guess the easiest part would be having the energy and the drive to go for work, to wake up in the morning and like, hey, I want to do this. What's the working hours like? It's like half day or whole day photo shoot, depending on how many concepts that the clients choose. So if they decided to go for three concepts, it would be like half day. 
yeah, it's like 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Like half day of working hours, of course. <laughs> but if they chose to go for like five concepts, then it would be like for the whole day, like nine hours. Is there a time like where the client is not happy with the shoot and then you have to extend? Yeah, of course, I received my first complaint. I think it was my my third, what? second or third, I forgot. But yeah, I received a complaint and she gave me mood boards for like the pictures that she likes and she wants to recreate. And then like I was focusing on that and I took most of the photos according to what she gave me. And at the end of the day, she was like, no, 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 I don't like this. <laughs> So we had to redo and not not just extend but redo the whole shoot. <laughs> oh my god. Did you did she have to pay extra or I was going to ask you. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Oh so goodness, that was what? lesson learned yeah. the hard way. Yeah, that's that's why I asked um if you can pick your own client because sometimes the the style or the concept mm-hmm. they want might not agree with you as in your shooting it's style big, might be different yeah. to what they one so what they expect yeah so what would be your like your ideal client then um my ideal client would be one that has the same vision as me uh, creating raw moments you know just want to be able to tell their love story from the pictures that i take yeah and according to my style which is not for everyone because you can't please mm. everyone mm. and it's not a one-size-fits-all and especially it's like pre-wedding stuff and people would go for different type of photographers and their style there are a lot of options out there and characteristics everyone's taste is so unique so it's it's very hard to find someone that agree like the same in like asian culture right like parents expect their kids to be like doctors or lawyers or engineers right um and obviously you studied finance when you were in university which is pretty like asian approved i think i feel like if you tell an asian parents that you want to be a photographer they will flip out and they will imagine them like struggling artists with no money so how do you kind of like break that stereotype to your parents and like just go ahead and pursue it like was that not so scary yeah show them your paycheck one way to you know bring them to dinner <laughs> like take them to shopping you know <laughs> buy them stuffs how do you kind of like break the pattern because i feel like if i tell my parents that i want to be a painter they're not gonna see my talent all they're gonna see is that i'm gonna be struggling because i'm not a lawyer or an engineer like i'm not getting that yeah, yeah. you know it's not like a recognized not a recognized but it's not like a like a desired profession right and they don't see that photographers make a lot of money because all they see is that science is more superior than art that's that's the bottom line right because i just told them and i didn't really care what they say <laughs> it's a mindset thing because as an asian kids we're so asian <laughs> we have expectations to fulfill you know growing up we have to deliver our parents' expectation, we have to be like this, like that, you know, doctors and lawyers. But I decided that I can, you know, I want to do it. It's more of a mindset thing because all this time, you know, because whatever they say, like our parents, like 
most of the time it has weight to the words and of course it, it's going mm-hmm. to impact and affect us in a way until we won't pursue like what we like and what we're passionate for because we're so scared and we feel what they're gonna say yeah but once you do it you know I think as long as you can prove that you can earn a living from that job, like you can, you're doing fine. It's you can do whatever you want. Like, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. And also big, yeah. try to well, this is my. This might be hard. Communication is pretty, pretty awkward. Like parents and children, you know, when you try to have a deep talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah. I've also tried that. So I tried to make them understand that I love this and I want to do this. Yeah, I'm still doing the job. I'm still working for them. Yeah, then tell them that the fulfillment is different. Like, from the resting job, is it's not always about the money. That matters at the end of the day. Mm. But then, like, when you wake up and you don't want to work, I think that's pretty... What are we here for? Sad. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's very inspiring, yep. because I feel like, <laughs> well, I feel like that. <laughs> Do you consider like your photography to be, like your main job now, or is it like a side hustle, or what do you see this? How do you see this going forward? Well, currently, I'm taking this as my side hustle, that I'm I'm trying to build my portfolios and get as many experiences and get as much exposures that I can mm-hmm. so that I would get more recognized. Where do you see this going then? Like what would be like if you can if you if you want to dream big, what would it be? Like I said before, a photog- being a photographer in Bali and live a slow living life. <laughs> That's my dream. Now that photography has become your job, do you love it more or do you hate some part of it or has it has your feeling towards it changed at any way? No, not at all. I still love it like wholeheartedly. <laughs> it's just sometimes there's some occupational hazard. Like I would get mad if people keep asking me to take their pictures, you know? Because <laughs> like, hey, this is my job. I get paid. Like you're asking me to do it for free. Oh, do people do that to you? Yeah, yeah. Obviously. So, like, your friends would be like, oh, can you take my wedding pictures for free? Some of it. And how do you say to that? You're not my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Give them your name card. Here, you can come to my studio and we can have a... We can have a client meeting. There there have been cases like that. Because it's really time-consuming. Like, you need to know them in person you need to know what they want and what their style is like and it it's not like you can just grab a camera and just go and take a shoot it, it takes long long time like the yeah. pre-work is, yeah um, yeah time consuming it's a whole process and yeah but that mm. happens what is like the most time consuming part is it like the taking pictures part or the planning part or the editing part the traveling <laughs> to locations <laughs> yeah i mean like to location normally i would take about half an hour to mm. 40 minutes for like one concept because i've done it quite a lot of times so i kind of know how to like be efficient generally just take like 30 to 45 minutes for like one concept 
and the longest part of the thing is the traveling because sometimes we have to travel four hours. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The location because Medan is a city, so we need to go for like the outskirts. Is it worth it? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Yes, that's true. Sometimes sometimes yes, sometimes no. Cause it's physically tiring to travel so much.、Mm. Yeah. And you have to like go back and forth. Yeah. So four hours going to the location and four hours back. It's like eight hours. That's a shift. Yeah, and like four hours, and then you only go for like the shoot for like two hours. You have to go back already, because then it will be too late. So did the customer request for the location then? If you have to travel、yeah. this far, wow, what?、Yeah. They so they would like see the portfolios, and we can ask them. Which where do you want to go? Like the mountains or the beach or the lake or whatever, and then they'll be like, "Oh yeah, I want I want this," and then off we go. In terms of like job satisfaction、mm-hmm. from one to ten, what what is your scale? I would say that it's at six or seven. Yeah, six. I guess six. Well, that's pretty that's low. Pretty low <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I would say it's a, it's a seven. Yeah, I would give it a seven. For me, if you know, when I take pictures and I get like really good pictures or something, like I feel so happy, I feel so good. But then obviously that's different because、mm-hmm. it's not my job. I don't have to answer to anyone, and I don't have to make sure that my clients are happy because my <laughs> clients are like my friends, right? Like I don't have to make you know. I can always like. Retake again or whatever, so there's not that like added pressure. But I'm sure, like, however much you love something, however much you enjoy something, when you have to take responsibility、mm. for it, there's gonna pressure. Be, yeah, you know, like the stress adds up. Pressure, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like sometimes people paint such a rose tinted glasses on passion projects、mm. and like side hustles、True. and stuff, you know, and be like, I love it. You know, this is my dream.、Mm. Nothing, nothing can go wrong. But then the reality yeah, is that it's not always nothing goes ever.、Mm. Yeah, it's not always so smooth. The part that I'm so scared of is falling out of love with photography because、mm. <laughs> cannot imagine that because that would be scary. For anyone listening out there who is trying to pursue something out of their nine to five job、mm-hmm. and are really scared and terrified because they don't know where to start and what to do. What would be your advice? My advice would be like, yeah, fuck it, man. Just, just go for it. You know, I mean, the most important thing is for us to take the first step, and then like,、mm-hmm. you know, just baby steps. Even go for it and don't, don't mind what people say because, in the end of the day, like it's you living your life. Yeah, life、yeah. is short. It's not going to always be rainbows and butterflies and unicorns. That will be, you know, it, it will has its own its own struggles and setbacks. At the end of the day, it's you deciding if it's worth it or not. It is a scary thing to move out of your your routine comfort zone and the stable paycheck and everything because. Especially if if your job is your dream job, if is something that pays for project,、mm-hmm. but yeah, if you really love it, then you make it work. A lot of passion projects they don't start off making a lot of money anyway,、mm-hmm. right?、True. Like sometimes, yeah. If you if you aspire to be like a painter or whatever, like a singer or whatever. 
probably the 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 most part of your journey before success is very painful and very hard, right? Yep. And you probably don't make a lot of money as well. So, how would you advise people to stay motivated? I don't believe in motivation. To be honest, it's like it's like fire that sparks. But then, how to maintain the fire? You need the oil. Mm. The key is that that's the key to doing what you do. You need discipline and mm-hmm. just push through. Like for me, I keep a journal and also a mental note. Remind yourself why you're doing this. You know, keep the sense of wonder because you want to live your dream job. Motiv- motivation doesn't always mm. come from money. Very true. Right. I mean, I think if there's a will, there's a way. Like if you really want to do it, you mm. will find a way to do it. You'll find a way mm-hmm. to continue to do it. Um, I think it's very precious to find yep. a passion because not everyone has found a passion in life. I mean, if you've found your passion, of course, mm-hmm. you, you, no matter what, I think you should give it, give it a go and give it a try to to see if it works. Because not everyone managed to find mm-hmm. a passion. Like, I haven't found my passion yet in my life, so I'm still stuck with my routine job just to just to stay alive. No, just to pay my just mom. Just stay alive. <laughs> stay alive. <laughs> Just to pay my food, pay Stay my alive. bills and stuff. So yeah. Well, just um, you know what your passion is. It's no. sleeping. You just can't make money from it. <laughs> I can't earn a living. Yeah, exactly. You just can't make money from it. But that's your yeah. passion. Okay, true. I yeah. think if I'll there's like yeah, I'll find a way. Yeah, so. professional sleeper. You you know what you can be. You can be those like mattress tester. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can be that. But you know what? I hate to write report. There's always movie, a job. So. <laughs> you can you can just do on audio recording if you like. This is what I think, and then you like do like. <laughs> <laughs> Shut your <laughs> It works. Yeah. Right, I guess that's it for today. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, for sharing your experience and your journey and inspiring us. Thank you for having me. No problem. And if you want to check out Elizabeth, uh, where can they find you? At L Marietta. Okay. We'll put it in the episode notes so you can check her out if you're interested in seeing her work. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here with us and spending time with us. Thank you for listening to our episode. If you like it, please uh, share and subscribe and follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, make sure you check out our Instagram at Two Pills in a Pod, and we have also a Facebook page, Two Pills in a Pod. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.